Hello, I am Anderson Cowan, and I have got a movie to make, and this is I Have Got a Movie to Make, week 110 of 116 weeks, and uh, about about last week, uh, thanks for, um, I, 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 look, I, I went back and forth quite a bit, and I'm like, well, maybe I just don't do one, because uh, I'm feeling like this, and I'm like, maybe I just push it down and, and fake it, like I said, and maybe, maybe I just... Uh, do one tomorrow. Maybe I skip a week, God forbid, which made me even more, um, feel like, uh, the way I was feeling, which was bad. And it's, it's just, um, it's, ultimately I decided, you know what? Like I said on the thing, like, uh, people feel like this sometimes. And honestly, I used to feel like that a lot more often. I mean, it, it, I used to get that. And I think that part of it was self-induced from, um, particular, um, Less than healthy habits that I kept for uh, a number of years in my formative years, uh, without you know giving too many details. But my my mood was l- far less stable, um, definitely before I, I became a, a dad. Uh, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, and um, I'm I, I consider myself lucky. I'm li- look I, I every single day that I uh, wake up, which is every day. I mean, I never have slept just through the whole day. At least not in recent memory, uh, but yeah, every single day I, I at, at least one time, met, a lot of the time, numerous times during the day, I'll pause and I'll just think about how incredibly uh, lucky I am. My my wife is my son, most of my friends. I I, I get it. I, I understand as much complaining and whining, and that's kind of my my thing. I because I. I, I understand that. I mean, my wife tells me all the time how much I, I complain about things. And I know where that comes from because I, I realize that people uh, could be better and better to each other. And the world could be a much better place if we didn't have so many a-holes running around. And I am constantly pointing things out, thinking that that's going to somehow control. Anyways, that's not the point that I'm getting at. The point is uh, I... My instinct, whenever I I do start to have you know a spell where I'm not myself and my brain is like chemically imbalanced and I'm I'm not firing the way I should be firing, um, my instinct is to push it down, pretend that everything's fine because I feel guilty, I feel weird, I feel uh, um, like I have so many things that so many people on this planet don't have, and for me to whine and bitch about my oh I don't feel good, uh, just feels gross, Uh, but. At the same time, I know that there's a lot of people who who experience that as well. So I, I figured, uh, I, I, it's just like, like I've been with this feed all the while. Uh, to be, I, I figured to be honest, I, I decided to just go ahead and be honest. And uh, I listened back to part of it, and I couldn't really you know, a few days later after I was out of it, uh, after I felt better, and uh, I could hear it in my voice, but I I didn't want to you know listen. I was honestly I was fearful that I would I would get somehow propelled back into that because honestly, it's no one thing. And for those of you who have been there, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Like, you never know what, what's going to trigger it. And it used to get triggered in me real, real easy. Like, uh, I would just feel it coming on as I would just have a certain thought while driving down the street or something. I'd be like, oh, God, here it comes. And then uh, there's really nothing I'd do. But uh, I guess it's a little more scary when it happens, even though it doesn't happen as frequently. It's a little scarier when it happens now that I am a dad. And, uh, you know, it's going on in my head. And I'm looking at my son. And I just don't have the same, you know, like... Uh, enthusiastic feelings. Not that I dislike him or anything, but I just, like, I, it's just like, what's the point? I, I get that feeling and it's scary when, um, I, I, I'm looking at, um, something that usually makes me so hopeful and happy. Uh, something. I mean, I'm talking about somebody, Atticus. Um, so, uh, but 
lucky, you know, it, it occurred to me like that this has not really happened since I've been doing this feed. I've been doing this feed for over two years. So, you know, it's, it's happened on other days, but uh, sometimes I'm lucky and, you know, it comes and goes really fast. Sometimes the last three or four days anyways. But all that aside, that's not what we're talking about here today. Uh, today we're going to be talking about, well, then that's, oh, hello. Sorry. Hi, honey. Sorry, I thought you were talking to someone. No, I'm talking to myself. It's embarrassing. I know. The wife just came out to say hello. She was working in the back back room. Um, yeah, so uh, 110 weeks in, and that was part of the overall thing. And, and uh, thank you very much to, to the emails. I wasn't looking for emails from you guys, but thank you very much for all the emails that I got. Uh, it's very nice to know that people not only listen to this, but also, I guess, uh, care about my well-being. So that, that was nice. Um, but uh, it's when you're juggling a lot of things it is pretty easy to feel like you're you're overwhelmed especially if you're scattered like me and i don't have you know i'm i'm fairly well organized um way more organized than i was 20 years ago before i had a computer um but still i you know there's something left to be desired uh there's something there to be desired what is what is the term there's there's still something left there to be desired however uh part of the problem is uh, that uh, this feed is wrapping up and that gives me a lot of anxiety and that gives me stress because I'm not in a place that I would like to be. And also I realize that uh, the end of the feed is becoming so dry and dull. Uh, and that's on me because what I'm going to tell you about right now is uh, I, 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 I perceive it as dry and dull and it probably would be to the average person, but the person listening to this probably won't find the talk of film business uh, proposals, uh, totally dry. So I'm going to give you a rundown of what I've been working on, what I've been learning and what, uh, uh, where I'm at over the last five weeks, because it's all coming down to this. So here's the outline thus far. This is, I'm about halfway through and I'm, I'm filling this out as I go, but here's like the outline of the film business plan, which obviously everyone needs if trying to raise actual, like, uh, real money for a project. Uh, such as a movie for vengeance, which, as many of you know, I'm looking to raise somewhere between three hundred and three hundred fifty thousand dollars as the script is right now. Uh, so the film business business plan needs uh, a little something like this: got to find advice, support, expertise, and partnership of professional experience uh, experienced in film finance. Not exactly sure where I'm going to find that, but I'm sure if I, you know, ask this person, ask that, person, I'm sure I can find somebody on my team. Maybe it's the uh, entertainment attorney which I will also have to be bringing uh, on board. The most valuable things an entertainment attorney can offer is access to established industry contracts, uh, which is important. Then I have a list of people to contact, some of which I know, some of which I know of. Um, And then I'm building my team of producers, uh, people that are going to be helping me market, you know, the team of support, uh, the people that are going to be there from the beginning. And I'll probably have four or five producers, none of which... Uh, have a ton of experience on the production side, I mean, the producing side of things, but I do have people in the industry who are going to be a part of that team. I am going to be the main uh, face of the of the fundraising money uh, investment uh, seeking because I have the most experience with it on, on the team so far because of what I did with groupers. So it's, uh, and I'm also the only one who's really willing to I don't feel comfortable having somebody else go through these paces that I'm going through, which is a lot of reading, a lot of understanding things. For me, it means a lot of reading over and over again because of my reading um, issues that I have at times. But I'm getting it all down. And once I lock it in, it's locked in. So that's good. Um, And then 
like one of the things that I can, that's not important. So, and then number two is the, uh, the, uh this is all a, a course, an online course, uh, that I'm, that I'm invested in, that I'm taking, that I'm learning every single day. So the project projection is another part of this film business plan, the business plan. And, uh, it's where I get the synopsis of the movie. Uh, it's where, um, I, I get to actually talk about the, the creative side of this whole thing, uh, which, uh, gets lost in the shuffle a lot of the time, but there is obviously a place for that. While it be it might be small, there is a place for that in the film business plan. And to be clear, this film business plan is what you one of the the number of one of the many things, but it's probably the main thing that you present to would be investors uh, who might not care about movies, might not know anything about movies, might love movies, eh? but they're all going to be different uh, you know, from different backgrounds, different places, uh, and. They're, they're, they're smart with their money and they're looking for an opportunity to possibly make uh, some good money back or possibly not make the money at all. Uh, no money back at all, but they want to see what they're uh, investing in. And obviously, uh, to ask for substantial money from anyone, you have to know what you're doing and prove it on paper. So, um, all right. So, I can also in this uh, project portion um suggests potential casting so i can use if i wanted to a list uh names saying that these are the people that we are going to that we plan to approach uh so without lying which is which is great um and you know that that it only goes so far it's not like you're going to get money just because you're you're saying that you're going to go after uh tom cruise even though i would never do that uh for this movie because he wouldn't be right for any of the roles that i've written but uh it's uh, a place where you can you talk you know, about the the ilk of caliber, the caliber of of, of actor you're going to be going after, and it gives you an idea uh, the the investor the an idea of also how you want to fill out your movie, how you how you envision your movie, and I think that there's probably ways you could hurt yourself there in the the business plan if you were to only list a list celebrities uh, on your wish list. I think it would make you seem pretty amateurish and uh, foolish. So that's not. I, I will give a few names of people that we're actually approaching. Um, and then uh, next section is the film industry. Here's where I got to write a section. Uh, I've already begun, obviously, describing all the ins and the outs of the industry, uh, and I got to uh, approach it as though I'm talking to somebody who doesn't know the industry at all, because that's something that a lot of us uh, fall. It's a pitfall, and a lot of us do that, which is we just assume since we're in it, like, you know, thinking about it all the time or in it, like you're in whatever industry, whatever business you might be in, and you shorthand and uh, you lose people. And it, it, because you're so used to the jargon, uh, it's, it's something that uh, a lot of people fall in and with. And when I'm talking to somebody really smart, which happens, especially considering how smart I am. I, 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 everyone I talk to, I feel like they're really smart because I'm not that smart. I was a little joke, a little jab at myself. But no, whenever I'm talking to somebody um, who is really smart, um, I will knock them down a peg or two in my head if they are not keeping me caught up in their conversation when they're talking to me about their industry. If they're using acronyms and just throwing things around uh, and throwing names around as though like, it's like, okay, stop just assuming that I know everything that, that, about your industry i mean that kind of to me anyways is a a a a notch down in there you should be intelligent enough to know how unintel or how uninformed the person you were talking to is so you got to do that you got to uh not talk down to your would-be investors but explain everything in black and white and also use statistics oh jesus see all the things i'm just trying to sit here and do this thing 
uh, sorry if that scared anyone, uh, statistics, history, industry success, how and why the industry is growing, uh, both domestically and internationally, assuming it is, you know, you can make almost every anything look good if you only uh look at the the bright sides of things uh you know i could just lean heavily on vod and how a uh vod is really really you know bringing in money for a lot of people that's advertising uh video on demand um but i'm going to be completely honest and say hey look you know there's a lot of a lot of fish in the sea uh more than ever before in this motion picture sea and uh chances of making money back are you know this i'm gonna be i'm gonna be completely 100 percent honest in this thing and hoping that you know, the, the right investor will appreciate that. And I'm not looking to get investor. I, nothing would stress me out more than to get a bunch of investors who are certain that they're going to get like an 120, 125% return on their investment. Uh, and just, uh, be, you know, hammering the phone going, where is it? What it's, it's happening. I want people to be realistic along with me and not have unrealistic, um, expectations. And then the next section is the market, which is similar to uh, the previous section, but uh, it focuses on industry uh, as far as relevant and compelling statistics and trends. And uh, the, who, uh, is it a, as it, it pertains directly to my project, like who is my intended audience? How large is the audience? What are the relevant demographics of the audience? How will the target, how will I target intended audiences? And, and, and what are their purchasing habits? And what are their, uh, you know, annual incomes and and what kind of cars do they drive all that stuff goes into this report uh this business plan um i gotta talk i think about uh identifying a secondary niche market uh who you know of people who might uh like comedies but also uh, might really like to see the underdog uh get their come uh, get their vengeance or you know I, it, it, this is also creative all this is creative in one way or another, uh, even with coming up with graphs and, you know, pie charts and finding the right colors. If you, if you look at it as a, a blank slate, all of this is creative as, as dry as it might seem. Um, and then are there studies that show, uh, film answers, a, my, that my film answers a, a need in the industry. Um, like, are there enough movies like the one that I'm making? Maybe it's going to fill this gap. that's that's, uh, currently existing. Uh, do I have a pre-distribution marketing plan? If you recall, and you've been listening to this uh, for a while, uh, you know that getting distribution is really hard with a small independent movie with no names in it. Now, if I go about this one the, the right way or a different way, there's a good chance the distribution will already be built in before we even start shooting. If I get the right cast and the right money, even though it's going to be a micro budget, if I do this right, uh, distribution plans will be in place beforehand and i'm not just you know knocking on my current distributor's door and saying hey i got another one you want to do it again no that, there's other distributors I, I this movie wouldn't be right for my current distributor anyways it's a completely different movie um and then uh finally this is not final but it's where i'm at right now there's still another five uh sections to go after this one there's 10 sections total and this is section number five but this is film ve- uh, investment and in the investors this is all about soft money which incl- includes tax incentives um uh, as well as product placement which i don't think is the place for in my movie but I, it's something i have not yet circled the wagons on but i gotta think you know are there any uh products that i really like that might want to do business with a tight with this type of a movie that now's the time to start reaching out to them um, donated goods and services also called, uh, these are called in kind. Like if somebody has a food truck that they want to, uh, uh, offer up, or maybe that'd be some product placement, you know, put them in the, in the frame, or maybe they have an office, 
uh, building with a floor that they could uh, offer up to us for uh, you know a week to shoot some of this movie because of the nature of the movie. This all involves me calling, me making phone calls, emails, making relationships and connections, uh, and it goes a long way uh, in the business plan where film would be film investors will see that I've done my due diligence and really looked under every rock to try and find the most soft money or, or um, ways to make the script work hard and the, the budget work harder uh, for the amount of money, hard money that I'll be getting from them. That goes a long way because they see that I'm not just saying, Hey, give me a bunch of money so I can make a movie. Like I'm, I'm trying to make the money as financially responsible as possible. So uh, a lot of this uh, part of the, the film, uh, the, the section five is going to be uh Important to say the least, and uh, I got to get an accountant or even uh, possibly my own CPA, which I don't look forward to uh, calling it my CPA. Ah, yeah, I know a CPA who's not my CPA who might want to be involved. I just thought of that. See, talking out loud works, but I got to get them to write a white paper on the tax advantages of film investments, and I would include that include that in the business plan. Uh, having a CPA write me a white paper, which. I don't know if I should admit this, but I had never even really heard of a white paper until uh, researching um, investments in cryptocurrency and all the drama that goes on over there, which is fascinating to me. Uh, but I had never heard, you know, now I've heard of the, the, the Bitcoin white papers and like, who wrote them and was it Craig White? Uh, who's Astoshi? All that stuff, which is fascinating. But that was the first time I ever heard of a white, white paper. But now I got to have one created out of thin air. Why's it got to be a white paper? Hmm. So anyway, that's where I'm at. I hope that wasn't super, super dry, uh, but that's what it takes. And what I like and what motivates me, what keeps me going forward with this perceived dry. I mean, it's what the way makes the world turn, right? It's the business. It's a, of course, there's this side of it. Um, but what makes me really motivated other, other than getting the movie done or made or in a place where I can make it is the idea of doing this from back from beginning to finish front to back and being confident in it and being able to do it again or being able to do it maybe for another somebody else's project and like oh yeah I've been down this road here's what you got to do here are some examples of what I did I know some people this is all building 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 and uh I like to think that not if I make that when oh not if when I make this one when I get to the other side of it not only did I, I you know write and direct another movie uh, and, and go through all that stuff which is just invigorating and awesome and that's what I live for but uh, I, I also did all of the business side and I know I will know so much more than I than I did um, when I when I started. And, then, and another thing that I identified about all this is with this stuff in particular, the stuff that I just discussed a little bit, you know, I didn't go to this is hours and hours and hours of me reading and taking notes and filling out the, the sections that I need. But it's one of those things that every time I would read a new article or read a new section or, or, or go down this rabbit hole, it, every answer that was that I got made me realize that I had four or five more questions. And when it's, it's almost like quicksand knowledge. And when I'm, when I would think, okay, now I need to spend an hour uh, learning this stuff. I didn't, I didn't, for the longest time, I didn't feel like I was making any progress. I felt like I was just proving to myself that I knew very little about this. And 
I think I'm finally to the apex, to like the summit where at least I'm, I'm now getting traction. And I, I'm not, uh, for every answer I get, I might have another, you know, partial question that I answer pretty quickly. And that's making me feel a lot better. But I did feel, I guess, overwhelmed is, is the only word I, I, I could think of. And it's kind of, um, speaking of apex, uh, it hit last week. Uh, also, finally, Jesus is a long one. And I have to, uh, do a quick video on my uh, uh, review of um, uh, the Suicide Squad, which I just saw last night. I'm going to do a quick YouTube video review, and I won't have to fake this one like I faked the Green Knight one. At least faked my positive attitude. Um, but my my laptop, uh, I got a laptop just under two years ago, and uh, before that, I used the wife's laptop. But it was super slow, and usually I, I worked on the computer that I'm working on right now, and my a little offshoot of my living room called the study, uh, but it's just kind of like where we keep all the stuff that we don't have place for. But my computer set up in here. This is the computer that I edited a lot of groupers on, and uh, I, I used to work in here all the time. But since I've had the laptop the last couple of years, uh, it's given me this freedom, which is great. Uh, I can work anywhere, but what I've, what I've found, the laptop's got a logic board issue, and it's going to take a week to fix. I dropped it off. I gave it to a genius uh, a couple days ago, and I should be getting it back next week. So this is the third day now where when I'm working, I don't grab my laptop and go try and find a comfortable place and open it up. Uh, Instead, I come into this little dark room, turn on the computer, uh, the desktop, and I work. And then when I'm ready to take a break and i got to like walk the block or get a drink or just stare off into the distance to try and save my eyes, uh, I, I leave this room. And... And when I'm ready to do some more work and it's all scheduled, I, I it's time to get back to work and I come back in here. And I got to say, I mean, for the way my brain works, I might have to stick with the schedule. I don't know if I guess I'll still use a laptop. Maybe I'll use it in here because it's a more powerful machine. But uh, what was happening was like it was that old like, you know, working from home or or living at work like I the the, the laptop every time I'd look at it. I think, okay, I got to get on it. I got to, you know, get to the emails. I got to get to that. I got to, you know, do that, the stuff for the house that the, the, my wife is waiting for me to do. And Jillian's waiting for me to do. It, it was just, it was daunting. It was like this, this annoying, um, work partner that constantly needed the TPS reports. Like, right. It was, it, and having the laptop out of sight cause it's being fixed and having this office, you know, dark when I'm not working, I had the best time with Atticus yesterday when he was done with school. Cause I knew, Hey, even when I would schedule it and like Atticus would get back from summer camp and I'd have, uh, you know, from three 30 till five 30 was just me and Atticus time. Uh, I'd still see that laptop and every now and again, I'd try and squeeze in a quick little something and I know it was not being effective. So that was, this has been a huge eye opener, which, you know, something ha- had to happen. Like the thing had to be actually handed over to somebody, the laptop that is for me to figure that out. And that's super simple. Should have realized that should have seen that no more sitting on the, on the couch or with the laptop on my lap. That's those days are those days are over. All right. So anyhow, hope some of this was uh, somewhat insightful or interesting to you. And, uh, yes. Um, thank you very much. And I'm feeling way, way better. I feel like, uh, like a million bucks as they say. So thanks for listening. Uh, six more of these before God knows what, uh, I will be done with my business plan, uh, film business plan, that is, at the, at the very um, at least. You know what? Next week, I'm going to talk to all of you a little bit about something called PPM, or Film Private Placement Memorandum. My God. I had no idea. I had no idea. 
but now I do. And if I went into uh, the investment realm and tried to raise money publicly, uh, not like I'm trading on, on NASDAQ or anything, but if I'm trying to literally you know, give shares of my movie for investment uh, without doing all this due diligence and learning about this f- thing such as the film private placement memorandum, um, I could have gone to jail. <laughs> I don't think I would have been able to raise any money uh, anyways, for any money from, from, from actual investors. But if I had, uh, I, I would have been breaking law, lots of laws. So I'll, I'll talk to you guys about that next week. Thanks so much for listening. My God, is this a long one? All right. Enough said. Goodbye.